Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C. Senior. Had a frog in my throat or something there. Um, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, middle of the week, hump day, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I'm sorry to say it's progressivism on the march. <laughs> you and your theme general managers. <laughs> If you if you go to hire a general manager to run your organization and you announce to everybody we have a new general manager, it's progressive is on the march. What? What does he mean? <laughs> All right, how about this? Liz Cheney. Okay, who is that? Vada, Vada. She's the uh, Congress gal from Wyoming, number three Republican in the House. She's been uh, vocal in her criticisms of Donald J. Trump, and uh, they're coming for her. Cool, we can talk about that. And we have uh, breaking news. This has just come down in the last couple of minutes that Facebook has decided to keep Trump off of its platform. They were at a big meeting and decided whether they're going to let him back on or not. And some people thought he might. You know, Bernie Sanders and others were arguing that, uh, you know, I don't let him be on the platforms. But um, uh, so they're not. So there you go. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure that has any effect on anything. Twitter would be a bigger decision if they uh, allowed him back on. I don't I don't know where people follow on Facebook's Facebook page as opposed to something. I don't know. For those of you who'd like to talk more about Donald Trump, stay tuned. I'm leaving. Yeah. I just I had five years of it. Telling you the breaking news. So yeah, um there's that. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. You thought Facebook would let him back on? Yeah. I kind of thought they would too. Yeah. Since I mean, now was... he's a private citizen. He's a hotel owner. Yeah, and there's some biggish lefties who are saying, Yeah, come on. Let's do this, let's do that. Yeah, you know, if we come across the reasoning, uh, if they even gave it, I don't know if their star chamber even makes statements or just uh, issues results, but I'd be curious what their reasoning was. Yeah, well, it just came down in the last couple minutes. We'll get into all that, which will be very, very exciting. Hmm. Um, and then tonight, if uh, speaking of politics, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, running for governor of California, is on Sean Hannity's show, and I think that'll get a, quite a bit of attention, whether it deserves it or not. Well, I'm leaning toward not, although she's a fascinating human, and everything I've heard her say is is reasonable, compelling, intelligent. Uh, but there are some pretty serious, pretty impressive candidates who cannot get a breath of attention. Well, you can't get arrested. I, I would open the interview with that. Well, you're a fascinating human. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest, this is probably the biggest story. How we made it this far without talking about it? There's like a bus sized chunk of of, of of space debris that is going to fall on the earth anytime over the next 48 hours not just space debris communist space Chinese debris god knows space debris god knows what sort of cooties are on it communists dropping giant chunks of metal on our heads china huh? right sir it could happen anywhere in the united states now, come on china or anywhere good, in the world good lord so you know, run up. for your lives look up Keep your, keep your, you know, 
Your head oh, on the cup, you catch it in the face. Look move, down. Move in a zigzag pattern. <laughs> exactly. That's just, that's just smart. Like it's aiming for you. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that reminds me. I went to, uh, so our executive producer, uh, Hanson, his son plays Little League, and I've gotten into the team now. I'm, I'm a, a big Tiger fan. Were you able yeah. to get the wave going? I know you were talking about that. <laughs> Ages yeah. seven, eight, and nine. And, uh, and it's funny because I've like I've now seen enough of it to like get to know the players and their personalities and and who's good at what and who's you know just their idiosyncrasies and everything like that and it's just kind of exciting to watch the game. But man, where I was watching the game, you'd have had to tell somebody there was a pandemic because you certainly wouldn't have seen any indication of it. I mean, everybody packed together on the stands, shoulder to shoulder, not a mask to be seen in six ballparks, all playing games at the same time. Mm. And that's the way a lot of America is. And the CDC or Joe Biden and various people still talking about, and, uh, you know, Fourth of July, we can take our masks. What are you talking We're with less than two people from our own family, and they only stay for five minutes. Well, I was thinking about, we announced yesterday, I think, that the state of California had announced or was about to announce that you could not wear masks outside. They ended the outdoor mask mandate. Well, that was news to all those people that hadn't been wearing masks for months. The, the only reason, the main reason I mock this is when the government starts making rules that nobody's paying any attention to, that, that's not good because you lose, you lose so much of your credibility. If you know this, if you're a boss, if you're a parent, the point at which nobody's paying attention to your rules because half of them are just silly and everybody knows you're not enforcing them, um, then the, you lose credibility for all your other stuff. Well, and it's an extra concentrated sort of contempt, too, where you don't even really remember that there are any rules. No, not no. only do you flout them, you don't care that they exist. No. So I It's not like you're sneaking around thinking, oh, I'm not wearing a mask outside. I better know. You laugh at the very idea. Yeah. Uh, well, or at least we do, and millions and millions and millions of people do. I have this article from the New York Times. How nervous people can reconnect with the world. And there's this one little gal. <laughs> oh, I know. I live in a town where people are doing that. I was with somebody the other day who cried, who said they hadn't. I mean, this was just like a couple days ago, who, who cried because they hadn't been out and about in so long. And it was just so weird to be around people. And I thought, well, I was at a Little League game the other day, and there were hundreds of people everywhere. No masks, no nothing. So this gal... Uh, she and her husband have both have had the vid, and they're both vaccinated, and they're just afraid to get together with anybody outdoors in their backyard. And my problem with the New York Times piece is not that it's uh, journalism about her and people like her. It's that they don't make it clear this is a mental illness. You can probably overcome it, but your mind is now uh, um, it's unhealthy. It's in an unhealthy place, and you need to be cured. It's don't take <laughs> if people's fears are wildly irrational, call it that. Yeah, but the the, the rules thing be like if I walk down to the living room seven thirty last night. All right, you can stop doing your homework. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't doing any homework. All right then. Was I supposed <laughs> to be doing homework? So good that you you know you can now stop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's going to hurt the whole. It's time to go to bed thing eventually because you realize there's just no the, the rules are just all willy nilly. Hilarious! Yeah, I almost no, took a picture, but I just I don't want any you know people that don't deserve it getting uh, their faces on them. But I almost took a picture to show, hey, I don't know where you live, but this is what it looks like right at this spot. With this yeah. little league game going on right now. Yeah. Um, I introduce everybody in a squad. That's how you win a little league game. That and continuing to run the bases because they will oh, always yeah. overthrow, underthrow, oh, or miss the yeah. miss the Just catch. Just keep running. <laughs> 
There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Ah, doing pretty good. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Today's oh, that's norm- right. It's normally a big drinking holiday, and so I, it'd be interesting today to see how certain areas, you know, how they have drinking, and other areas are completely shut down, so to speak. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo, the Mexican Independence Day, yeah. which I only say to draw 50 angry emails saying it's not. It's the anniversary of a battle. Yeah, I know. It's similar to I daylight know. savings time. The origin yeah. is just kind of yeah. a battle like or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm American. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing quite well, quite well. Uh, approaching my first full day as a member of the Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, <laughs> the what? The, the Board Ape Yacht Club. It was my Ape NFT that I showed you guys oh, yesterday. Yes. It's not just an NFT. It's also a it's a membership pass. Oh, okay. I, 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 I can, didn't realize there, that. There's, there's perks. Uh, the, the, hmm. the perks involved with membership. But uh, it was really wild because I tweeted about it yesterday, and now all I'm, I'm now just in a brand new world uh, sub corner of the internet where all these other because I tweeted about uh, the board API club and NFTs. There are all these other NFT kind of weird things. Hey, hey, look at us! Look at us! We have stuff too, and now they're following me. And it's just it's it's weird when you mm. find a new sub corner of the internet. Are they trying to get you to buy more? Of their sort of NFT, since they're not you purchased a digital ape? They're not trying to get you to storm a capital or something, are they? No, no, no. Or, no. Not that kind of a part Much of the internet. Much closer to getting... The, the, <laughs> I too think soon. They, I think they notice, hey, there's a sucker. Here, let me see if I can sell him a different digital ape as well. I think that's their, their uh, thing. I understand yeah. that, yeah. yeah that, makes, well, that makes sense. Like, like if I'm shopping for art online, all of a sudden I'm going to get all kinds of ads. Oh, he's an art fan. We better sure, sure. Send him lots of stuff. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Wednesday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, the year 2021? We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Does your uh, digital ape uh, hurl his digital poo? Just uh, No, it's a still image. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, interesting. All right, let's begin the show now officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at El Marco. <laughs> All-out fistfights spilling out of planes and into airports with some passengers refusing to wear masks. In Denver, fellow passengers were forced to hold down a man who tried to open an emergency exit in flight. Oh, my God. (sighs) Oh, we didn't touch on the story of the government's trying to figure out how to get that last, like, 30% of people that haven't gotten the vaccine and you're just kind of like, yeah, I know I could get it, I just... No, I'm not anti-vax or worried about it. I just, I don't know. It sounds like a hassle or something. I'm anti-task. Yeah, I'm, anti- <laughs> I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-task. That's pretty good. And anti- yeah. anti-taskers <laughs> is what we've got to overcome. And trust me, as an anti-tasker, we're a hard group to get. <laughs> Incorrigible. Ask my high school guidance counselor who had to chase me down the hall as the last very the very last senior who hadn't gotten his something or other filled out <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> ah. how does mailbag look oh it's very nice i'm considering going with an all afghanistan theme we have some really compelling stuff about that uh, crumbling nation oh yeah yeah, that's something. And Al-Qaeda is in Iran now. Isn't that exciting? Al- Iran is hiding the top Al-Qaeda leaders now. That uh, came out of the government yesterday. So, Oh, that's lovely. Just fantastic. Super. Um, plenty to talk about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong 
and Getty Show. You know, one thing you ought to learn in life, uh, you'd think I'd know it by now, is you end up with a situation and you start to analyze, you know, how to deal with it, where things are going to go and everything like that. And then, of course, things change. So uh, I mean, yes. just things change. Things don't stay the same. And uh, you got to things. Everything's moving all the time. So you have to you have to analyze the situation with the idea of where is it moving to next? Not what to do about what it is now, because things and we got a couple of huge examples of that uh, that we can get to this hour coming out of the pandemic. Excellent. I didn't know if we were talking personal or geopolitics or what. Well, that's I, true all the way around. Yeah, I will stay tuned. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! If we move swiftly, we can get a lot of great stuff in. Well, that's uh, uh, just, I'll keep my mouth shut. Then. We'll try. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, freedom loving quote of the day from John Adams today. Facts are stubborn things. And whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations, or the dictates of our passions, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. That's where facts are stubborn things came from? According to the internet. <laughs> well, according to the internet, Joe Biden is 30 times bigger than Jimmy Carter. <laughs> A giant. Uh, der, but that's why the left, the progressive left, says logic and appealing to facts is uh, that's, that's white supremacy. It's because their philosophy is unsupportable by any logical analysis. Moving along. <clears throat> Uh, David from Rancho says, I need a little moral support, and I'm trying to find that quote you guys talked on the show, talked about on the show the other day. Something like, be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods. I think it was three parts, but I can't find it. Uh, anybody remember what it is? Sean, was that from you? Yeah, yeah, that was from a guy I follow on Twitter. I'll track it down here in a second. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll have that for you, Dave. We normally don't do, uh, requests like that, but, uh, David's a man in need, mm. so... We'll see if we can help them out. Uh, Glenn recommends the new Netflix movie called The Mitchells vs. the Machines. It's a kid's cartoon, really funny, uh, includes a lot of themes you talk about on I the show. I just saw the first 15 minutes the other day. Freaking fantastic. Deals Highest with, level of uh, comedy for kids. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It deals with big tech evil, ro- robots taking over, unplugging the internet, meme humor, the importance of family, even pugs. It is, yeah, it is one hip. Um, uh, kids movie. Yeah. The, the Mitchells versus the machine. Very entertaining. Thank you, Glenn. Yep. Just showed up. Uh, rich and beautiful green Oregon writes last week. Governor Brown said the uh, nine counties in the extreme level will stay closed until the end of June. Baker County said no. Restaurants around the state said no. California and New York are opening up. Today, Governor Brown said this Friday all counties will come off the extreme level. Why the change? Because of science? Sure, it was. KYOCG, keep yanking our chain, government. Well said, Rich. I found that uh, uh, the saying that the emailer was asking about. Be stubborn hit. on destinations, flexible on tactics, and relentless on progress. Again, it moves a little fast. Hit us with that one more time. Be stubborn on destinations. Got it. Be flexible on tactics. Uh, Will do. And relentless on progress. And it kind of fits in with what I was just talking about. You analyze the situation, and then things are constantly changing. So we got the same goal, whether it's to be, you know, the number one sales team in this uh, quadrant of the Tri-Cities or, 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 you know, get your kids into college or whatever your goal is. But as things are constantly changing, your tactics are probably going to have to change yeah of course yeah uh al anonymous 
from? I'm not even going to tell you where he lives. Oh, there's a report on the space junk. Boy, look up. Is it coming down right now? Run for your lives. I feel a danger. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get to the Afghanistan stuff next segment. But uh, I was talking about uh, a couple of Wrigley Field stories. I think it was during the podcast. I grew up uh, in Chicagoland as a Cubbies fan. I believe it was 2006, Jack and Joe, when Wrigley was shut down for repairs. My girlfriend and I at the time broke in through a construction gate on Waveland Avenue about 1 o'clock in the morning. We climbed into the bleachers, onto the field. We ran the bases. We stood at home plate and pointed like we were Babe Ruth. Oh, wow. And then we made sweet love in the Cubs dugout. And then he describes the duration of the act and why. TMI. I know. Then we left and told everybody at the bar. Went back to do it again the next day. Were immediately grabbed by security. When the cops came to pick us up, they asked for ID. I had lost my driver's license, so I gave them my expired military ID and told them I was an ex-Marine. The cop points to the Eagle Globe and Anchor on his lapel and says, there's no such thing as an ex-Marine. They gave us a ride home instead. During the ride, the cops asked us, what are you guys planning, what were you planning on doing? I responded, I broke into Wrigley Field with my girlfriend. What would you do? <laughs> they both looked at us and told us we were awesome. To which I said, it worked last night. High fives all around. <laughs> and and are, is this a, like, uh, what is this, a, a lesson for children? Or I mean, what, what are we trying to learn from this? <laughs> it's a story well told. Learn whatever you want from it. Guess who's joining up with the Proud Boys and why? This sort of thing is inevitable and part of the whole, you know, things continue to change. Reactions and reactions to reactions. It's a, wow. I'll tell okay. you about that this coming half hour. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As far as space junk goes, and there's a lot of it up above us, this one is enormous. It weighs 21 tons. The core rocket stage is circling Earth out of control and could fall somewhere within the next several days, possibly as soon as this weekend or Monday. We don't know where it's going to land. It could land anywhere as far north as New York City and as far south as New Zealand. But anything in that band would be fair game. You know, if it falls in a koala bear or something, you know, that's, that's, uh, I hope it doesn't. But uh, I'm an American. Condolences to the koalas family. I'm America first. We got to keep the spa- Chinese space junk from falling on the United States. Size of a bus could fall at any moment. It will got sound it. just like that. Got to, got to deflect it into Canada. Wow, deflect it back into China. Way to go, China! Now come on, China. Thanks. We got concentration more. camps and space junk. Nice yeah. country. So uh, this is an interesting little thing that has come out of the pandemic, and they're doing it in New York, and I'll bet people start doing it all across the country. From now on, when you have a snow day, it'll be a Zoom day. Wow. We've you know we've got the infrastructure and uh, you know the, the expertise. Well, I don't know, that might be stretching it. Uh, experience. <laughs> I'll go with experience rather than expertise yeah. in uh, teaching kids from home. Why have kids stay home and do nothing when you can do a Zoom day? Why have kids not go to school and run out and sled and laugh and be happier than they've ever been before and ever will be again when they could sit and stare at a screen? I don't know why. Well, are you asking me or the, the, the people that come at it from the education department? I'm asking humanity. No, the idea of <laughs> the idea of we're going to teach you 1% of what you normally good, would get 
and you're going to stare at this screen and not learn anything as opposed to have, you know, one of the great days of your life you're just explaining. Yeah, yeah that's what we're going to do. That, that just sounds awful. It doesn't snow where I live, so it's not 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 going to come. As in. Someone who grew up in a non-snow day, there is school nothing. Thing. Now, this was at least where I lived rurally, so there was the only way you could get the information was turn on your radio, really. And this is pre-internet and all that sort of stuff. And my mom would it's snowing like crazy in Wisconsin. My mom would turn on the radio. You listen, and the guy might come in. And uh, and we just have this report. We'll get back to lost dogs in a moment. We just have this report. Uh, local schools are closed today. And the feeling that you would get when you realize school is closed. And it's snowing like crazy outside. So you're going to go outside and play all day long. That's freaking amazing. It's it's a oh, feeling so like a first kiss or a lottery it, win. It man. is it's like sex. Yeah. It's that great. <laughs> so great. And sometimes multiple days. And, of course, there was something that I was supposed to have done that I didn't get done, so you had that relief as a procrastinator. (laughs) Of course, if the kids and parents ever get any measure of control over the schools back from the unions, the next year or two are going to be a little weird anyway, trying desperately to catch up to figure out how to undo what's been done, uh, mostly by the, the evil, evil teachers' unions and the pandemic, working hand in hand couple of headlines to run through before I want to hit you with this, you know, things constantly change um, story. Uh, Facebook made its decision. They're not going to let Trump back on. So that's that. That's not precisely true. That's not, I've that's been what, reading into okay. this. That's what the headlines say. I know. I've gotten 20 headlines that said roughly the same And you know why thing. I didn't read beyond the headline? Because I don't care. Well, I care. <laughs> Accuracy. You know, it's funny. I don't actually care. Yeah, I, did. I got this quote right in front of me. Inattention to detail is the hallmark of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. I just, huh? I just don't think it's important. <laughs> he says. Yeah. No, actually, it, it's kind of interesting because what happened was the Facebook board said Mark Zuckerberg was justified in personally kicking Trump off with our rubber stamp originally. And in coming months, they will decide whether to let him back on the platform. But what's interesting about it is Zuckerberg just decided to boot him off. And they said, yes, sir. Uh, Yes, uh, King Zuckerberg, yes. But they made it clear that, yeah, it was one man's decision. The wrath of Mark. And um, uh, another big story that we probably should talk about more later. I know we're going to talk about Afghanistan later. uh, But some of your top Al-Qaeda leaders are being housed in Iran now. So that seems complicated from the whole Sunni Shia thing. What's the enemy of my enemy? Yeah, I mean, because these these are people who've been fighting to the death, killing each other's children for uh, fifteen hundred years, and I'm sure they'll get back to it as soon as they vanquish the great Satan in their minds. Uh huh. And 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 speaking of the enemy of my enemy, and how you can't uh, analyze things statically or whatever. Proud Boys. This is a report from. Who's reporting on this? Somebody, I, uh... Oh, USA Today has the story out today, but it's a, a data that has been gathered. The Proud Boys are getting huge Asian-American support because of Black Lives Matter. Hmm. And they're coming together as a group. The right-wing Proud Boys are getting a huge wave of support from Asian-Americans who fear Antifa and Black Lives Matter and want to bring communist rule to the United States. That's what they think Black Lives Matter is up to. And so a lot of these, uh, a lot of Asians who come from communist countries or are worried about communist countries are getting together with the Proud Boys to try to combat that and give them money. Recent fundraising efforts for the Proud Boys saw as many as 80% of the donations coming from people with Chinese surnames, according to a review of leaked information. 
obtained by USA Today. The data, as well as a series of experts and supporters, show significant support, specifically from the Chinese-American community, as well as expats in China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. So you've got the, oh, the media can go okay. with the narrative of that it's white supremacy, right-wing nut jobs that are attacking Asians across the country. Oh, it's not. But... The Proud Boys, which are also described as right-wing nut jobs by the media, are and getting, white supremacists. are getting a ton of money now from the Chinese community because they're mostly worried about uh, communism. Mm-hmm. How yeah. interesting is that? That math works. It, and does it works work, pretty well. And you could end up with a new coalition that has some force there as a as a counterweight to the whole Black Lives Matter and Tifa thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what it is. I was going to say, if you just take in mainstream uh, media, I almost said journalism, but that's a, it's an insult to real journalists. If you take in mainstream media, you may have gotten the 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 idea that the Proud Boys are a white supremacist uh, bunch of violent lunatics. They arose purely as a reaction to the uh, violent left. Now, they sometimes do some things, say some things I cannot support at all, but it's much more complicated than they're a bunch of white supremacist goons. Much more complicated. In the same way that, you know, Black Lives Matter was founded by Marxists. I would I would wager that 80% of black people who support the organization have no idea of that. Uh, they quote a Rebecca Kwan, who recently donated $500 to the Proud Boys. You have to understand how we feel. We came from communist China, and we managed to come here, and we appreciate it here so much. Um, that is really interesting. The radical left wants to undo Western civilization and uh, representative government, or the republic. Sure. They want to tear it down. And people who've come from actual oppressive regimes, they're terrified by that notion. They know how good we have it here. People of all colors and races and creeds, whatever they, a creed is. They quote someone Maybe else. Apollo Creed. They quote <laughs> someone else who says the support came specifically because the Proud Boys are fant- fighting Antifa. This uh, Asian American said, and you can and you can see anything good that Antifa did except destroy department stores and small businesses, which are often minority owned, often right. uh, run by uh, you know Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, Antifa put up a video the other day threatening uh, Ted Weasel's life. Ted Weasel, the uh, mayor of Portland, who for the longest time thought he could passive his way out of the Antifa horrors of riots hundreds of nights in a row. Finally, he declared, listen, they're anarchists, they're goons, you've got to shut them down. Tell us who's behind the masks. We've got to deal with this. And good for you, Ted. I mean, welcome to the party. Uh, but uh, what was my point on that? Oh, uh, they released a video threatening his life. And now the FBI's involved and the Oregon State Police and everything. So uh, this story is not going away. No. And uh, what kind of political realignment could we, could, could we end up with here in a few years? I was reading this column from uh, David French of the Dispatch yesterday about can a party that's got the most religious people in America and the least religious America people in America in the same party, can that party hold together? That'd be the Democrats. Because mm-hmm. you've got the completely secular, in fact, they think religion is evil crowd um, in the Democratic Party. And then you've got um, particularly black uh, Americans who are among the most religious, the most church-going people in America. And you keep, keep those together. And then you've always had the people of color thing that was the Democratic Party. But you got Asians siding with the Proud Boys against Black Lives Matter. So where does that all end up? I have no idea. Well, and small but significant numbers of Hispanic people as well. Right. Uh, and, and black people starting to realize, wait a minute, these, these college girls screaming at black cops that they're racists, uh, 
That no, that's not me. What what's all this jargon they're throwing around? I don't understand this stuff. And they're moving rightward. And the New York Times, of all places, with their headline yesterday, we, we never did get around to talking to it. They, their big story was, um, the growing diversity in America is not helping Democrats as much as Democrats had hoped or Republicans had feared. So the, that's that's part of my whole. You know, we 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 analyze things like they're going to stay right where they are right now, but they don't. They just constantly in flux and churning like in a blender. And every change authors several more changes. Yeah. So who knows where we'll be in 10 years on this you, stuff? You know, I have a lot of good stuff. Uh, maybe we do it next hour looking at um, at political demographics and uh, the likely outcome of various strategies and trends. Uh, we could go a little political next hour. All right. Are you going to talk about Afghanistan coming up? Yeah, we we got a couple of uh, compelling emails about Afghanistan. Thought I'd drop one or two in. You can email us anytime, by the way, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I need to promise this for hour two. The grim secret of Nordic happiness. Human beings have known the secret to happiness for a very long time, including the Vikings. We'll pass that along to you. It's exactly what you thought it was going to be. What if we like learn the secret of happiness, then immediately get smushed by the Chinese uh, rocket? <sighs> Wouldn't that be horrible? I finally figure it out how to be happy, and a giant piece of Chinese <laughs> communist space junk lands on my head. Yeah, that's yeah. just too much, man. Heavy. Um, <laughs> text line four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Eight people who were involved in the torch relay for the Tokyo Olympic Games have tested positive for the coronavirus. Well, it's hard news to hear, but at least the contact tracing will be easy. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Because they're uh, all on the same team? Tor- Torchbearers. They pass the oh, one to the gotcha. next. Oh, gotcha. There you oh, go. There uh, is. Uh, well, <laughs> I have some really interesting information about the Tokyo Olympics and Japan and COVID and the rest of it. Maybe next okay. hour. So much that. to talk about. So I don't know if you were paying attention. In fact, you probably weren't. It, it's one of the reasons we should get out of Afghanistan is the country has no interest in it whatsoever. But the Trump administration, Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump, had made a deal with the Taliban, uh, and not all of this was public. Some of this is reporting on, uh, you know, leaked information. But we had supposedly made a deal with the Taliban. Hey, you knock off the suicide attacks. You don't def, you definitely don't attack any Americans. We'll get out May, May 1st. We'll get out May 1st, but no attacks leading up till then. Um, the problem is Biden won and announced that, uh, we're getting out September 11th. So people had been wondering, so is the Taliban going to feel like, okay, you said May, but now it's September. So we'll, con- we'll, we'll hold with our, we're not going to attack anybody. Or are they going to say, okay, you broke the deal? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, f- this past Friday would be an indication that the Taliban believed the deal is off. Um, giant suicide attack that killed 27 and uh yikes and how we're going to respond to that nobody's quite sure so in the secret annex i'm reading from the new york times secret annex to the deal that was barring the taliban from conducting suicide attacks which had dropped off until this friday the taliban had been maneuvering and i've talked about this over the past year to test gray areas of the agreement by carrying out regular targeted assassinations of journalists officials 
intellectuals, for instance. On Saturday morning, they killed a university professor. They're constantly killing the heads of companies, professors, judges, just anybody that is the infrastructure of society. Anything that runs your civic world, they're killing those people and have been for a year. And we are kind of going like acting like, you know, okay, we'll just ignore that as long as there are no suicide attacks. But then they blew up a whole bunch of people this weekend. So where we are on that right now, we do not know. Hmm. Interesting. A couple of great emails. Uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Tom, oh, first, and, what, yes? and obviously to throw in there, Hillary Clinton's warning yesterday, there's some concern that when the United States pulls out, the Taliban <laughs> will... Yeah, they are eliminating all of the infrastructure, human capital, before we leave. So you'll have no judges, police chiefs, that's a big thing. Any Anybody that could possibly run the freaking city, they're assassinating. And then the moment we leave, they, they walk in right with guns. Yeah. Some concern. So a couple of emails, including this one from Tom, uh, wondering why we're blowing up our equipment instead of leaving it to the Afghan army was such a great example of our collective short memories. It was about 28 minutes ago that ISIS was rolling through Mosul in our left-behind Hummers like they were filming an episode of Generation Kill. That's an excellent point. So th- this same article I was just reading from in the New York Times, the uh, Afghan leader, he's part of the Afghan security forces, who is freaking going to have his life on the line here in a couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. he, his life will be on the line. He was complaining that we were blowing up these perfectly good new SUVs rather than leaving them for the security forces behind. But our belief is that uh, they're so corrupt that they're just going to sell them. Right, and or they'll get overrun, and they'll be taken. You won't even go through a tank of gas before the Taliban has this thing, so no, you can't have it. Wasn't it ironic, Tom writes, that I was literally packing to leave Afghanistan as the news was covering the ISIS takeover of literally the same bases I'd spent all of 2005 in in Iraq. Wow. So Tom knows what he's talking about. Wow. Thank you for the note. John with no H writes, an Uber passenger of mine gave me some interesting insight onto the Taliban uh, U.S. pullout I wanted to share with you. I picked up this lady at the airport who had literally just flown in from Afghanistan, where she'd been living. We had a long time to talk uh, from the airport to a distant town. I asked her if she thought Afghanistan was dangerous because I figured her perspective would be much different than mine. She told me that right now Afghanistan is extremely dangerous due to the Taliban getting ready to take over once the U.S. pulls out. In recent days before she left, the Taliban made it illegal for for children to sing unless it was in school where they are only allowed to sing the Taliban anthem. Wow. Who knew there was one? Unbelievable. When I asked if she supported the U.S. pulling out, more than anything, she was angry that the U.S. couldn't defeat the Taliban in the 20 years that we were there and felt as if there were other uh, reasons unrelated to the war on terror. Well, I think we stopped trying to defeat the Taliban, like eliminate them. It wasn't a, yeah, I was just of, trying to buy time for a political settlement. Not mostly. a lot of public will for us to, you know, take on the Taliban and fight them to the death. Well, and, and, and defeating a guerrilla force in their own country in a mountainous region is an impossibility. Mm-hmm. It can't be done. Especially if you're going to do it by the rules that we set. Yeah, it's a good point. Anyway, this uh, next paragraph I found very interesting. And, and heck, uh, make your kids listen to the podcast. On an unrelated note, every time I speak to an Uber passenger who has come to the U.S. from a war-torn country, it blows my mind how insignificant our problems are compared to the rest right. of the world. Right. As a kid, uh, due to war, this lady had to flee Afghanistan to Pakistan, and then from Pakistan, they had to flee from another war and went to Iran, all the while being homeschooled the entire time by her mother. 
Fast forward into the future, all her, her, she and her siblings ended up receiving uh, full-ride scholarships to universities in the U.S. She told me she doesn't believe that um, education was their way out of war and poverty, uh, or it was, so that's the way they choose. It sickens me that with all the opportunity the U.S. has to offer, now we teach people that value lies with the color of their skin, this is an awful country, and uh, don't work hard because there's no point. The rest of the world can see it. Anyway. Thank you, John, for the note. You know, that's funny. That fits in exactly with what we're going to get to next hour, the secret of happiness that has been known for thousands of years among human beings. But the grim secret of Nordic happiness. Having um, lots of money, obviously. Piles of money. You you come from some place where there's just no order and you worry every day whether or not your kids are going to get blown up or attacked or kidnapped or whatever. You don't worry about all these tiny little freaking things we have. Uh, microaggressions, <laughs> microaggressions, and all kinds of different things. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's we need we need a dose of perspective. And there's only one there's only one way I've ever gotten a dose of perspective in my life. And that's by something really bad happening. Getting laid low, getting yeah. humbled, getting yeah. laid low is how you get a dose of perspective. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, humans, we're an odd beast. Very odd. We invent reasons to be unhappy when we're happy. Yep, we invent reasons to be angry just because it's like you got to keep that muscle in shape or something. I don't know, but you have the great Nordic wisdom on the topic <laughs> coming up. God, it's going to be something to watch to Afghanistan fall to the Taliban like two days after we leave. It's going to be sickening. Yeah, it's going to absolutely going to be awful. Armstrong and Getty.